Welcome to Trademark Insiders, the business and marketing podcast brought to you by Koga and Cannon. We are Mary Koga Lowell and Mary Cannon, national trademark attorneys, brand consultants, and business coaches. Join us to get the insider's perspective on all things business, marketing, and intellectual property. Today, we are bringing you a legal battle that is as intriguing as it is humorous, with enough twists and turns to rival any reality TV show. Our story begins with a California lawyer named Steve Elster, who had the brilliant idea to put Trump too small on novelty t-shirts. And he was referring, of course, to a classic zinger from a presidential debate back in 2016, when Marco Rubio quipped, you know what they say about men with small hands. Trump responded by showing off his hands and retorting, I guarantee you there's no problem. (laughs) Apparently, Elster thought this would be a catchy slogan for t-shirts, and not only that, he wanted to own the trademark, but the USPTO said no, citing Section 2C of the Lanham Act, barring registrations identifying a particular living individual without their consent. So before we dive into the legal side of things... I just want to bring something up. Now, you know, anyone close to Trump is bound to have some interesting stories. And not long ago, Stormy Daniels published a memoir and dropped a memorable bombshell when she likened a certain private area on the former president to a short, wide mushroom. (laughs) (laughs) So naturally, Stormy Daniels ended up on a late night talk show remarking on Trump's shall we say fungus, Uh, Jimmy Kimmel actually brought out a tray of mushrooms and asked her which one bore the closest resemblance to Trump. And she selected one of the smaller ones. Classic, right? Yeah, definitely a moment that blurred the lines between late night comedy and political revelation. But there are some things nobody ever wanted to know. And um, I think the shirts are calling to mind you know, a reference of this nature. What do you think? Ah, that seems to be what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to politics, it seems like size really does matter. Um, We were talking the other day about the recent photos and speculations suggesting that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis might be using special boots to enhance his height. Ah, that's another good story going around right now. Yeah, I mean, some of the, you know, fellow Republicans in his party are calling it a desperate attempt to measure up as he appears to be falling behind in the Republican primary. So I just think it's funny. And, you know, the rumors swirling and all of this criticism, they they kind of highlight a common theme in politics, which is the emphasis on style over substance. And there's a little em- emphasis on size there. Exactly, yes. Well, a lot of this can be traced way back to 1960 in the first televised presidential debate between Nixon and Kennedy. You know, Nixon was favored to win, but he declined the offer to have CBS do his stage makeup. Meanwhile, Kennedy actually brought his own makeup artist. The consensus was that he looked alert and healthy while Nixon was left looking sick and tired. Oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. And I think I recall uh, hearing that Nixon's running mate actually said afterwards something along the lines of that son of a bee just lost us the election. Anyway, speaking of Trump and trademarks, Trump actually failed to disclose, or maybe some might say concealed, um, the dozens of trademarks he owns in Russia and China. Um, 
he owns about 114 trademarks in China, which is actually more than he owns in the U.S. Right. And and this was during his presidency, right? And, and that's a huge conflict of interest because these trademarks are valuable intellectual property that can pro provide him with revenue. And they're under the control of foreign governments, in particular Russia and China, which are seen as strategic competitors <laughs> to U.S. You just pulled a Trump and said China. <laughs> Uh oh, it's contagious. Classic. Okay. But let's get back to the story of Trump too small. Can you walk us through what's happened so far? Sure. So the story begins in 2018 when attorney Steve Elster sought to register the phrase Trump too small for use on t-shirts. According to his trademark application, the phrase invokes that memorable exchange that we just talked about um, and aims to quote, convey that some features of President Trump and his policies are diminutive. That was in the application. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office rejected Elster's application, concluding that Trump too small was not registrable because Section 2C of the Federal Trademark Statute bars registration of a trademark that consists or comprises a name identifying a particular living individual. And so the USPTO yeah. said that the mark was not registrable because it used President Trump's name without his consent. I mean, most of us wouldn't want someone to trademark um, anything that contains our names without permission, but- Well, sure. What do you think of the fact that Trump is a politician and public figure? Should his status as the former president of the United States make a difference? Well, that makes a huge difference in my opinion. Um, because, you know, um, you know, I, I, I agree, I would feel uncomfortable and would object if somebody used my name in a trademark without my consent, but he is a public figure. And again, I think, let's note, he wasn't personally involved in this case, so he never objected to it. And, you know, as an aside, gee, I wonder why. I mean, you think he has any other legal issues that he's currently dealing with? Right. You know, so for whatever reason, um, he did not get involved in this case and he didn't object. Nonetheless, the USPTO had denied the application. Well, so much for Trump's argument that the federal government is out to get him. In this case, it was looking out for his interests. Absolutely. That's true. On this case, they're saying that this mark can't be registered because it, it's being used. His name is being used without his petition. I mean, without his permission. And of course, there is, you know, there is precedent for this. You know, we, we mentioned what the trademark, what the uh, federal statute says. And with that same reasoning, the USPTO has denied registration um, under somewhat similar circumstances. So in the past, for example, there were some marks that were critical of uh, former President Barack Obama, such as Obama didn't care, Obama presidency survivor, and Obama, you're fired. So it was, those marks, those applications were denied um, and the trademarks were not registered for the for this very, very same reason. It, they're using somebody's name without permission. Oh, okay. So it's my understanding that Elster has appealed uh, the denial of his trademark. Is he using, you know, a similar argument that we previously mentioned, arguing that he has a First Amendment interest in commentary and criticism regarding a former president? That was exactly what he was arguing. But the board affirmed the denial of the registration, concluding that Section 2C of the Lanham Act was not an unconstitutional restriction on 
around free speech. So basically, they reason that the denial didn't prevent him from selling T-shirts with the Trump too small. So they're saying, hey, we're not telling you you can't use them. We're just saying they can't be registered. Before, before moving on with the procedural history of this case, I want to talk a little bit more about other trademark cases decided in recent years. There was a case called Matal versus Tom. So what happened in this case was the founder of an Asian American dance rock band called The Slants sought to register the name The Slants with the USPTO. But due to the connection between the name and the use of slant as a pejorative uh, in relation to Asian people, the application was denied based on Section 2A as being offensive or disparaging to others. However, once it got up to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court held that, you know, the First Amendment um, for, forbids government to deny registration because they find speech likely to offend. So that was a big case. And then in 2019, there was a, another case, the Brunetti case, um, in which the Supreme Court decided 6-3 that the provisions of the Lanham Act prohibiting registration of trademarks of immoral or scandalous matter is unconstitutional. So that case involved a trademark for a clothing line, and the name of the clothing line was F-U-C-T. The name stood for Friends You Can't Trust, supposedly, but the applicant felt its similarity to a certain expletive was humorous. So there we have two cases where basically the Supreme Court had said some of these restrictions on trademark registrations um, were unconstitutional because they inhibit free speech. So again, TTAB affirmed, that's the Trademark Trial and Appeal Board affirmed the denial. So then Attorney Elster appealed to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. First, they concluded that a trademark is private speech entitled to First Amendment protection. So that's important. The court relied on those two other cases that we mentioned earlier, the Tom and the Brunetti case. Um, some of the reasoning for denial was, well, we're not saying they can't use the mark. They can they can still go ahead and use the mark. They just can't register it. Yeah, the TTAB made a big distinction between the freedom to use the phrase and even profit off of it, as opposed to the ability to own it and register it as one's mm -hmm. own intellectual property. I mean, it seems disingenuous because on the other hand, IP can be so valuable. I mean, to assert that the decision does not affect Elster's ability to profit off the slogan isn't entirely accurate, don't you think? Oh, I think that really miss, you know, really glosses over and, you know, and, and displays, you know, just discounts the value that a trademark can have. So rejecting a trademark, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And, and I think, I think, you know, I think it makes sense that the government, even if something is offensive, the government shouldn't be denying a trademark because the effect of that denial is to inhibit free speech. And so, you know, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty significant stuff. And of course, Similarly, the, the Court of Appeals rejected the argument that Trump's name had been misappropriated in a manner that exploits commercial interests or dilutes the commercial value of his name um, or some other form of intellectual property. 
Um, well, certainly the government in, in protecting the right of publicity has an interest in preventing the issuance of marks that falsely suggest that an individual, including the former president, has endorsed a particular product or service. The Court of Appeals found that there could be no plausible claim that the disputed mark suggests that President Trump has endorsed Mr. Elster's product. And I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think it's like he's deceiving the public and that the public might think that Trump endorsed it. That's really not here. It's obviously some, some kind of a comment. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments. And according to media reports, a majority of the justices appeared inclined to back the decision by the USPTO to deny Mr. Elser that trademark. I was disappointed to hear that. Of course, they haven't decided yet. And, you know, but the media is reporting that the the justices did not appear particularly sympathetic to registering the mark. So so what are your thoughts about that? Do you think the Supreme Court, do you think the Supreme Court should affirm the decision of the uh, Court of Appeals, which said the mark is registrable? Or would you would you um, side with the USPTO and deny the mark? Sure, I'm I'm inclined to think that uh, the Supreme Court should affirm the decision by the Court of Appeals, but as we all know, the composition of the court has changed substantially in recent years, and it's going to be interesting to see what the Supreme Court ultimately decides. I totally agree. So this is one, you know, we don't know when we're going to be hearing from the U.S. Supreme Court, but I'm certainly going to be interested to hear what they say in this particular case. What is what is it he says? He's like. Believe me, biggest case of all time or something like that. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Trademark Insiders podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Remember, trademarks are an essential part of building and protecting your brand. And our goal is to provide you with the knowledge and insights you need to succeed. Visit us at TrademarkInsiders.com for more information. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date on the latest trends, news, and strategies in the world of trademarks. Protect your brand, protect your business, and join us next time for more insider tips and tricks on Trademark Insiders.